Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. Welcome, everybody. This is NBA at the Bar, and we are wanting you guys to hear all this action and this adventure that we're about to go down with this great week that we just had of NBA basketball. I am here at uh, the Shack Daddy Bar, and I'll explain what that means in a minute. But first, before we even get started with that, I want to just tell you guys, we love all the feedback that you've given us. And please remember to subscribe, to like, and to download this podcast, because we are all about the action of the NBA, and we're about to give you another episode of some real game. Okay. Now, with that being said, I said Shag Daddy, right? I'm introducing another co-host to the, uh, let's say, the lexicon of ATB Network. And I want to introduce him because he has ingratiated himself to allow us to use his bar. And the man that I'm bringing is somebody who's super knowledgeable on basketball and who's been around the game for a long time, just like we have, just like me and T.A. have. And that is my man Shaq. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy Shaq over here trying to fill in for T.A. I'm going to do my best and see if I can hold it down for everybody and and keep the, the NBA at the bar rolling yeah and i'm with it man you know and he absolutely will he knows the game and we're about to get into it it's what we drinking on so first and foremost i will tell you i've stayed with what i did last week i'm staying on this lishmore the blended scotch and for the sophisticates out there they know that you know Scotch is the way, the truth, and the light. So I'm all about it, and I think that my man is on the same kind of deal. What are you on? What are you drinking on, Miles? I'm rolling with Scotch. Now, we over here at the Shack House. We're doing something new, so I'm going to keep it with the Macallan, the Lumina, or at least that's how I think you pronounce it. I don't know, but I'm drinking it. It's the new Macallan, so I'm, I'm, you know, getting with the, uh, I'm keeping it classy and fly over. Oh, here. word! Is that single malt? That's single malt. That's oh man, that. look, Come bro, I... <laughs> we're doing something different today. We're doing oh man, different. you know, he just trumped me. Okay, he he went to the fancy style. Well, you know what? But we, one way or another, we're all gonna get there. So, with that being said, the first thing that I want to talk about, because you know, this has been a real interesting week. Uh. Who in the hell told the Orlando Magic that they were supposed to be good? I mean, the the Orlando Magic, I think they're second in the East right now. They just got finished beating Boston. Boston with full compliments. They had Brown. They had everybody. They had they had their whole faculty of teams, and they lost. I think they might have even lost by more than 10. I couldn't even believe it. Why is Orlando good right now? You know, Orlando's rolling. They're young. They're up and coming. I'm a little surprised. I got to be honest. I didn't see this all coming this fast. You know, I always thought Pablo, I'm a big fan of Pablo coming out, you know, with Chet. Now, I thought he had the highest floor and maybe not quite the highest ceiling. Now, mm. Chet had the highest. It's hard to have a higher ceiling than Chet until we see Weebenyama, right? Weebenyama, I don't know if he has a ceiling. Chet had the higher ceiling, but Pablo had the, the lowest floor. NBA body, ready to go. You got the Wagner brothers rolling. Yeah. That's the real question. And they got a dog. I like I like Cole Anthony. I wasn't sure if I was going to be a fan of his, but he's a dog. He got that heart. I don't know how quite efficient he is, but the bottom line is 
are they really ready? Are they really yeah. ready? It looks good now. It's early. It's easy to get excited. You know, you get into the get into the playoffs. You might get a first round win. I'm shocked. I'm a little surprised. No, you know what? I'm There's, shocked too, bro. Yeah, I I, look, I I didn't see it coming. This you time. know, and the funny thing is, okay, so when you look at them, okay, they have the center in Bataz. They've got uh, Banchero who or Bancaro, whichever, you know, close enough, okay? But bottom line is, you know what? He's a versatile power forward. Then you have, like you said, the the, the Wagner brothers. So you have uh, Maurice Wagner, who actually was a, like a Laker draft pick, who's kind of been a throwaway most of his career, but he just messed around and had 27 against the Boston. So then you, you ran in France, so France is their, really their hog. That's right, the right. guy who's like, who's the the day in day out i'm going to give you like 20 plus guy but i think by all intents and purposes before this season started we said they are going to be bait they're going to be the, the team that's going to be uh pretty good but they're going to get they're going to lose right so then you add in anthony and and suggs i, I i'm shocked the fact that they have decided to come together i got to give a lot of credit to that team because it's like damn you guys are messing around and being like the fly in people's ointment. You are number number two in the East. And lo and behold, are you guys going to be somebody? I don't know. I think it's too, ex- let's not get too excited. Like they're going to be somebody, but they being somebody right now. Well, here's the thing. You never see, I've never seen the young team come out without banging their head into the wall. You got to learn how to close games. You got to learn how to win the close games. What we're seeing, I believe, with Orlando is just the beginning of that. They are just entering that phase where now it's like they're starting to get better. So we'll see come playoff time. Mm. Is it real or not? Now, you get a decent seed. I can see them being a problem. I can see them not wanting to be seen. I can see them maybe even getting that first round, you know, at least being a problem. But we see it. We saw it with Golden State a lot. Before they hit, you keep banging into the wall where it's like you got to learn how to close games. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Real talk. Or can Orlando get through that? It looks good now. It's early. You know, we know the NBA got, you know, it's 82-game season. Man, right? there's so much parity in this game. It's, I need to take a sip. Take but, a sip. hey, man, but you're right. There's so much parity that everything that you touched on is is real. Like, it, I don't know what Orlando is going to be, but right now they're real sexy. I, I And speaking of that, it's like I almost have to, like, Say what is the other sexy team? This other sexy team right now is Minnesota. Minnesota, granted, just like you said, it's early. Let's not get uh, too ahead of ourselves. But you know, Edwards and and, and then boys, they they looking like because um, right now they're number one in the West. Now, granted, I think they just lost. Maybe they, I can't remember who they lost to, but they just lost. But they're still number one in the West. I mean. Yes. It's impressive to say that. That is impressive. Now you got a bona fide hog. You got a bona fide superstar in Anthony Edwards. He's the real deal. Everybody else, again, we'll see what happens when you come playoff time. Can you win those close games? Now I think they're a little further along that same path that I was just talking about. You know, now we got Cat. Cat numbered Stufford. You know, no question, all the talent in the world. But is he a hog? Can he do it in the crunch time? And then you got Twin Towers. We haven't seen that really work. 
Have we ever really seen that work? I mean, maybe not since like Houston well, with Elijah Wan and uh, no, that's what I was thinking about. Now. Yeah, they, but that's no, the last time I can remember. And we really can't even say that work actually because Ralph Sampson got hurt. You're so right. now, now what we're skipping though, what we missed out on, the only time we've really seen it work was David Robinson. And yeah, Ted David Robinson. That's Tim the Duncan. only that is, real you're right. twin towers we've ever yep. seen really work. You took the words out of my mouth, and that's a different type of twin towers because you had two dudes who could basically both score from anywhere. Yes. You know what I mean? So, you know, you had, I mean, David Robinson face him up, kill everybody. And Tim Duncan is, you know, very underrated. You're right. A hog. So they're definitely not Duncan and Robinson. No, but, but the Frenchman, the Frenchman and, and Cat Townsend, the, those two guys are probably just from a physicality standpoint. They, they both are obviously real twin towers. They are, they have the size. And that's the time you both have played two centers at the same time and have it conventionally work and and that's breeding dividends for them in this early going so yeah okay oh hold on hold on i gotta say this real quick i still don't know if i'm gonna believe it last time i seen rudy gobert you know was he was in a rear naked choke from your boy you know <laughs> that's not really making giving me a whole lot of confidence yeah yeah uh, right yeah 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 we throw draymond in jail for a couple <laughs> of minutes so the, just, just just because that was that was uncool but, but they're they're winning then you got slow-mo on their team, and you know, and he's doing his thing. UCLA, and so yeah, UCLA, real talk. Say, so, you know, we're gonna always rep- represent the West, but you're right. It's early returns, so we can't get too excited about them. Granted, there's a lot of parity, and we're talking about the teams between one and let's say five, or let's say anywhere between one to one and a half games differentiating. So there's gonna be a lot of flip flop, but you got to give a lot of love to them because. They are doing it, and you got to just say they are doing it. So, you know, it's okay. A, it's, it's a little crazy because now it's another small market. And, you know, speaking of these small market teams stepping up, what about Indiana? Yeah, man, Halliburton. Halliburton, Halliburton, Halliburton. I feel like, yeah, you need to say it again, Halliburton. This dude, he's got like a – like. It's a smorgasbord of talents. I, Not you a know, smorgasbord. Yeah, it, it is a smorgasbord. Yeah, real talk. He – He's somewhere in between. I've 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 likened him to, let's say, uh, in my estimation, he's I liken him to an Allen Iverson. And the only reason that I say Allen Iverson is because he has shakes like him. And T.A. was saying that he's more like Isaiah Thomas because, but he's really efficient. The bottom line though is is that he's a playmaker and he's a guy who can score and he's like score in bunches and. And he has the ability to pass and playmake. Whoa, 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 wait a Isaiah? And who'd you say first? AI? Is, I, that, I, is that who we comparing him to? Well, the only reason that I bring up AI is because AI was so ball dominant. And this guy is ball dominant. On his team, he's – so we all know AI was basically like, give me the ball and everybody get out of the way on offense. And that's what I see with Halliburton. Halliburton is like – give me the ball and everybody get away on offense and then I'll pass it to you. And if I pass it to you, you shoot. So then when they got Merrimuth, they got Brown, they got Turner, they've got, uh, I think it's like it's Neesmith and all those guys can shoot. And when they decide to shoot that they score, but the per the, it's almost like a quarterback in the NFL. They just run the entire offense through him. And that's the AI angle is because he is like, controlling the ball. Well, I don't know about that. That's taking a little bit too far. 
Okay, right. just just, <laughs> just well, that. You're talking well, about okay. Now, what I will give credit for is this: you're starting to win games, right? You can always ask yourself, are these numbers real or are they inflated? You know, what I mean, we look at people. I mean, you throw like a Kevin Love or something like that. You're putting up huge numbers, but are you winning games? Can you do it when it matters? Mm. That's the question I have to ask. So, you know, I don't know if we're going. I mean, first of all, you know, AI. I mean, and Isaiah. Yeah. I mean, you really, you really threw me with that. That's 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 rare air for your boy, right? Yeah. Well, that's you know, that, that was me. Isaiah. I, I got him. I feel Damn, it even hurts to say this, right? Number three point guard of all time. So I feel you. It's, you it's, know, it's, it's it's lofty. However, the only thing you're doing is comparison. It's not necessarily like career comparisons, but just like just how their game looks. And it's kind of that's where I think TA was going. And then, granted, I'm not going to say that I 100% agree with him, but I understand so what he was coming <laughs> yeah, with. That was. Cause it's, it's, it's the, the ball dominance aspect of it and the efficiency aspect of it. Because, you know, he's, he's shooting, let's say better than 50% in, in his like non threes and he's really efficient and their offense looks really efficient. Very similar to the Kings. Obi, Obi Top, well, real quick, Obi Top is showing something and I'm a big fan of your yeah. boy from Arizona. Uh, Mathurin, Benedict, oh. uh, I like him. Yeah. Now I'm a fan of him. Now you went to Sacktown, another up and coming team. Yeah. I, now I'm a believer in Sacktown. Now I mentioned it earlier as far as good young teams hitting their head. Now Sacramento, I feel like, is on the other end of that. Mm. They're ready to start winning games. Tell it. They're ready to start closing games. It's a different thing. I, again, I'm going to go back to Golden State. When Golden State was first coming up, almost beat San Antonio. Late mistakes, mm. not knowing how to win games yet. I've never seen any good young team come up and not go through that. I don't care who it is. Every team, every since I've been watching basketball, has gone through that. I think Sacramento is on that right side where they're ready to start winning games. I'm not yeah. saying that, I'm I not saying you. championship. I'm saying winning a couple series, a series or two, and being a problem. And let me tell you this also. The Hogs in the backcourt. You got um, your boy from Kentucky. I can't believe his name just slipped my mind. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. You got yeah. De'Aaron Fox. I'm a big fan of Davion Mitchell. You don't see people locking people up full court in the league. You're right. That's different like that. Nobody gets Steph problems like Sacramento does. You know You're what I mean? Right. Because they're going to hog you. They're going to guard you. They're going to play that D. There is nothing worse than somebody throwing you the ball in. You're running the one. You turn around, and that dude's at the, at the half court. I mean, he's at the – no, not the half court, the free throw line. Ready to make your life, uh, you know, difficult. Just getting it up the court. Yes. And Sack does that. I, I'm, I'm a believer in Sack. I'm all in on Sack. Not, no, well, you know what? Let me I feel take you. that back. Not to win the championship. I don't want to go overboard, but I feel like Sack is about to be. Yeah. Well, you know what? And the, the, because we see a lot of parity in the league, what I have noticed about them is that they have a lot of playmakers uh, at the guard position. So whether or not you're talking about Huter, whether or not you're talking about Malik Monk. You just mentioned Mitchell, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got your boy Murray, who's like the stretch for, even though right. he's hurt right now, right? Then you got Sabonis. So Sabonis, it, you know, he's that versatile big man. We know we've talked a lot about these sexy, versatile big men who know how to pass, shoot, and will bang, and, and will bang with you. And right. you know what? <laughs> Look, when, when I talk about my Lakers, it's like uh, you know he gave the business to Anthony Davis. So nah, we didn't want to talk about. That. I know, I know. Yeah. I, 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 I told mean, myself I wasn't going to go there. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there, but just 
staying on Sacramento, it's like that's what I've noticed when it when I brought up the Pacers is that the Pacers have a similar kind of like ilk in terms of their lineup because you you mentioned Marmoo. I mentioned Neesmith. You know, you were talking about Halliburton. Halliburton very similar to their point guard. It's just they have a, a offensive efficiency that is evident, and then it's just can this team with Turner like be uh, uh, have enough defensive efficiency to catch up to their offense to really be scary? And that's what you're kind of seeing. It's like Indiana could be scary. It's just will they because they're young and they're gazelles? Will they? First, round I don't win. know. I say first round win tops. We we already know. The top uh, teams in the East are not getting through that. Now, again, I say this. If you're on the path, if you're on the road to getting to that conference finals, starting to flirt and and, and even compete for a championship, mm. Indiana's here. Sacramento is here. You got to get through that bubble of banging your head, of not being, of not knowing how to close games, mm. of having the game won and, you know, you give up the rock in the last couple minutes or you're yeah, free up. throws stuff like that, and you can't win that. You don't know how to win that game yet. Indiana's not there yet. Now, they're going to start to get a taste of that this year. Sacramento had their taste of that the last couple of years. Mm. Sacramento is a little further along. They're about about ready to push through to that next step. Um, Now, championship, no. I'm not going that far. But does anybody want to see them in the playoffs? Yeah, so what I hear you saying is, okay, could they upset – a New York Knicks if they meet? Could they upset maybe even a Philly to where it's like, oh, okay, Philly's supposed to be a foregone conclusion, but if they could get hot uh, all of a sudden, could they just say, oh, I'm going to derail somebody? They could. I, 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 now, granted, it's I mean, parody in the league. You're right. We don't know, I'm but, not, but, not, but they have enough that. talent to where you could say there's a plausible outcome of that. I, I can't disagree with that. In a seven-game series? Now, back in the day when they had the five-game series in the first round, I might have gave you that. You can get hot in the five-game series. It's hard to get hot and beat a team that's better than you in a seven-game series. You're right. The Knicks, no doubt. They might be able to get through the Knicks. I mean, you know, the first round of the East, you might be playing somewhere like we talked about, like Orlando, mm-hmm. another young team who hasn't gone through the fire yet. So you yeah. might get a shot to beat through that. But once yeah. you get to playoff-tested teams, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, you see any of them, they ain't there yet. They're on yeah. their way. No, they're, they're not. They're Listen, not I don't think they're breaking out uh, out of the power three or the power four, meaning like on the East, we're talking about uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. I don't necessarily see that they're breaking through, but they could mess around if, let's say, any of those teams have a if an injury and they're young enough to, and they're not knowing enough and, and dumb enough to wear it, dumb in a positive way, that, that they could not even necessarily know where they at. They just, they just, doing what their coach is telling them and they can believe in themselves just enough because what they've proven thus far in this early season is they have enough offensive talent to where it could be a problem. That's now, it. Going opposite from a team that's up and coming. Let's stay out in the East. What about Detroit? Oof. What about a team we thought Oof. was going to be up and coming? Yeah. You know, De- Detroit has really disappointed me. I, on a couple of episodes ago, was like taunting them. I was like, oh, yeah, man, between Duran and, and, uh, and, and Miller, I, I was like, oh, man, these dudes is about to arrive. 
And all they have done since that episode is wet the bed. And I'm just like, damn, man. So so talk to me. What do you feel about it? Well, the question you got to ask when it comes to Detroit, my opinion is, what are you doing to develop your players? We have more mm. disappointments in Detroit than than any team should have. I put it like that. I mean, you got um, you got your boy Marvin Bagley, somebody I got to see play in high school. You know, big fan. You know, first of all, you know I root for anybody. All my West Coast people. Now he's not an LA dude necessarily, but he came to LA. Yeah, to play and in Stewart high really ain't doing what he's supposed to do. Either. Who's that? Stewart. I think he's no. like their power forward slash center. Man, it's like I. Eh, he's not doing it. But you know, but but Stewart wasn't. I mean, I'm not knocking Stewart. I'm I'm rolling. But my thing is, you had Bagley. You got uh, my boy from who who left, who came from uh, Golden State. Mind, but you have two dudes out here who were supposed to be hauls. You got a number two pick and a number. I think he. I think they were both number two picks. Wow. Supposed to be hauls. First of all, I'm not even not even go on this side. But nothing has hurt uh, um, Golden State staying on top. Than than this than um your boy not developing the way he was supposed. Oh, to. Wiseman, you talking Wiseman? About. Thank you. Oh, thank yeah, you, thank yeah. You. So Why, you Wiseman, Wiseman now looks like he he's on bus alert. I don't I don't get it. I mean, I, you know, he's got all, all the, the physical tools. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it with Marvin Bagley either. So what are they doing out there where they're not developing the talent? I'm not seeing Ivy play as well. I mean, or play as much as I would like to see. And then you got your boy K Cunningham, mm. number one pick. Now, K, nice game, got a lot of tools in his bag. Nice game, mm. but the, but the issue with that is, I, I feel like one part of things, one of the challenges he's going to after come, overcome, excuse me, is lack of explosion. Mm. Right? If if you're not explosive, if you're not breaking and getting by your man all the time and getting to the paint and being able to create, you know, mismatches, being able to bring somebody to you so you can, you know, uh, get somebody else open, the game is going to be harder. You're trying to get to the rack. You're not an above the rim type dude. So it's a struggle to finish. Mm. So when you're looking at him, and I like his game, you know, but it's a difference between, you know, it's a big jump. First of all, we know every level of jump, the game is going to get a lot quicker. The game is going to get more difficult. Yeah. So if you can't separate yourself, yeah. if you can't get to the hole, you know, it's a challenge. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching Cade, and as much as I want to root for him, and as much as I respect the game, you have to wonder, one, is he really a number one type pick? And is he somebody's going to elevate his team where he can be a number one option on a a playoff for a championship contending team? And at this point, I'm not sure. You know what? And I, you know, and I don't know if it's because of the coach or not, because I, the way that they look right now, it looked reminds me of the Houston Rockets before they got their head coach, because. The Houston Rockets were all about offense, 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 and they had no defensive efficiency or no defensive discipline. So then when you look at like the 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 box score, right, and you talk about them, you say Kay Cunningham, he's like minus 15. So his plus or minus right. is like minus 15. Miller, it's like minus 10. It's like all of their star guys that you are expecting to like make a difference. They may score 20, 30, 17 points, have a couple, you know, five to, to six rebounds and some assists, and maybe they don't give up their turnovers. But what it is is that they are not stopping the other team. And that defensive efficiency is rearing its head with them. And Detroit, D-Town, they are all about 
that they you know their their whole mantra is about well that's the Detroit defensive force we know that's Defen- the, yeah the Detroit that, that we grew that's up the with that we remember yeah the that bad they, boys that ain't necessarily yeah and they and these boys and ain't gonna, bad and you're gonna have a or they are bad <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have a negative plus minus rating when you're losing you know yeah. what I'm saying right that there's no way to get around real that. talk bro. you're gonna have a negative uh plus minus when you're losing if you're not winning that's a problem. The question is, who's going to come in, step up, and be able to take them to another level? And I have questions whether Kay Cunningham is the guy to do it. Again, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm rooting for him. But I got questions whether yeah. he can take them to the next level. Now, again, on that note, sitting here talking about explosions, sitting here talking about talent, it takes me kind of the opposite of that a little bit is thinking about you take a guy like Jalen Brunson, right? You mm. take a guy who – you gonna make me take a sip. I, I, I did not see this coming. Again, not necessarily explosive. Still finds a way to kill. Still finds a way to ball. That's that's impressive, right? Yeah. And, 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 and it never looks easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, so when you can make buckets that aren't easy, and you, it's it's a lot of step backs. It's a lot of having to generate and manufacture offense when you're not blowing by people you're not Derrick Rose nobody can stay in front of, of, no. of, of a healthy Derrick no he Rose. just has superior footwork and and, and a will to um, there's there's such an interesting thing about the Knicks because you know what I really have noticed about them is that they're they are just like what I just got finished talking about Detroit they mm-hmm. are defensively efficient the thing that you always question about them is, do they have enough offense to play with the big right. boys? You know that they are defensive efficiency and their coach is going to have them like basically right there. And Jalen Brunson, to your point, you know, he's a, he's, he's a smaller guard and it doesn't come easy to him. However, he has a consistency with, you know, his footwork. That allows him to get his shot off, but it doesn't come easy. Doesn't come easy. It takes me back to dudes like, and he's nicer than these dudes, but you know, I'm gonna go ahead and throw a couple of names out. You know, if you're paying attention, go ahead and look them up, like a Sherman <laughs> Douglas. Oh, like you going a, way back, like a John Bagley. Dudes who typically aren't in the league anymore. Mm. You know I mean, you don't see little guards who aren't explosive make it to the league, especially not nowadays. You know what I mean? So much credit. Much, you know, points to them, which takes me to, you know what, I want to take a, you know, a little detour. You know what I mean? I've been, this is something, look, you got me on here. This is something I've been, I've been waiting to be able to share some of this stuff with people because nobody listens. So, you know what I mean? Now I got you here. <laughs> well, now you got a whole audience, man. Give it, give it to me now. So I got to share, I, I got to share something. So this is what I'm talking about. Your boy, Jalen Brunson, somebody I might've missed on. And you know why? When you judge talent, one of the things you want to look at especially when you're judging college basketball. People look at college basketball and they're looking at the stats. It ain't the stats. It's it's not the buckets you get. It's how you get your buckets, mm. right? And when you want to judge talent, you want to look at somebody. Typically, the easier the game comes to them, the easier they make it look, the nicer they're going to be. And the more their game is going to be able to translate to the league. You, know, mm. you look at somebody, I'll give you somebody like a Jimmer Fredette or Adam Morrison or a even like a, I, don't, I won't even go too far back. But I'm gonna throw another name out there for you, like a Randolph Childress or a Mark. Mm, Nathan, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead I'm, and preach. I'm talking give, about give, dude, educate the I got, people, I, man. I gotta drop a nugget. I'm here. Educate I'm a guest. I gotta drop a couple of nuggets, on, right? You know what I'm saying? So, the easier the game looks, typically, the better you're gonna be. Look at someone like like a Chris Paul at Wake Forest. 
game was easy. You know what I mean? It just nice. looked like he could get wherever he wanted to go. You mm. know what I mean? So when you can't. And know when to pull up. So I and, think there, there's a there's a thing that could be said that's true about Chris Paul and Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson because you just brought up those two names mm-hmm. amongst the diatribe of names, right? Those guys knew exactly the cadence of when it was like, okay, I'm at this free throw line extended. This is the moment to where I can just pull up right in your eye and just bap and we're going the other way. And you got to be able to hit that, right? You got to be able to. You got to be able to get to where you want to be able to go on the floor, yeah. which is why it makes, you know, someone like a Jalen Brunson even more impressive. Now, I will give this. If you can consistently score on difficult buckets, you know what I mean? Now, if if, if it looks real hard for you in college, typically it's going to be hard for you in the pros. Yeah. And you're playing with grown men. You're then. playing with grown men. The speed of the game, the athletics of the game steps mm. up so much. It's going to be very difficult for you to score in the league. Now, if you can continue that, that typically puts you on the superstar plane. You get, you have someone like a Jason Tatum. Mm. Does not make it look easy. Difficult buckets, right? It makes a living off of difficult buckets. But he's also six eight, six nine, and so right. that allows him right. The he can make it easy and hard, and it doesn't matter because he's six eight, six nine. I'm glad you said. Perfect segue. My next person, Kyrie. Mm. Kyrie is so nice. He makes it look hard and easy at the same time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. We're so used to him doing ridiculous stuff with the finishes, the handle, getting where he wants to go. So he may, he makes mm-hmm. getting where he wants to go easy. That's why real hoopers even say, "Okay, that's my dude," because it's like never seen it. Never seen a small dude finish like Kyrie. Even never. Isaiah, who I'm a big Isaiah fan, I nobody finishes at the rack like that. But you know, so you have people who can make it look who make hard stuff look easy or, you know, who are, it's kind of the same. Yeah. When they, but, when you can finish with either hand and it's like, okay, I don't even care how you play me. I'm going to basically, I have an answer to whatever, it, whatever right. equation you bring into me, whatever defense you bring to me. There, there's a, it, it just so happened that Kyrie is just what, maybe six, one, six, two at best, which makes it, Obviously, more impressive. Yes, but wh- what we all know is, is that if he was six six like Kobe, he would be stupid with he it. Would be like Kobe. Yeah, he'd be like Kobe. That's the difference. You have a superstar level. That when you can, when you're able to do that as a superstar level. Now, I give you another name. You want to throw in somebody like, let's say, a JJ Red. Mm. All right. And the reason I say that is because now JJ, you watch JJ in college at Duke. He was nasty, but he's going to make certain things look easy. You knew. That was going to translate to the league. I run off picks. I get my shot up. I like Reggie all, Miller. I'm always squared up. I'm, I am fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. This is going to translate. You know what I mean? If I can't guard anybody, if I can't dribble the ball at all, mm-hmm. this skill is going to translate. There's yep. no question about that. Yep. You know, and if you watched yep. him, you saw it was easy. That part of the game was easy. Now, sidebar, I give JJ a lot of credit because he built up a lot of other parts of his game, worked hard, and I got a lot of respect for dude. But you saw that translate. That was going to translate. Now, I compare that to someone like a Jimmer Fredette coming off, you know, shooting one-foot jump shots from 25 feet. That's not going to translate. No one's going to sit. There's no coach or nobody's going to sit on the sideline and watch you fire up one leg, Mm. 25 footers, and think that, you know, you got so much game that we got, you know, four of the NBA other players are going to sit here and watch you shoot 37 times. You're right. That's not going to translate. Watch. It's not, again. America, I'm trying to give you a little game. 
Check it out. Uh, look at him. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm here to educate look, the populace. I've been trying to get people to listen to me. You know, I, mean? I got people here. You know, what I know, I'm hey. I, I know, I know, Shakadamus. Hey, go ahead. You know you didn't fuck up, right? You didn't give me all. I didn't, I didn't gave you a mic. I know, I know. All right, I know. All right. so you know that doesn't translate. So when you watch dudes, when you watch college basketball, when you watch players, look to the ease of what they're going to do and what's going to be able to translate, and are they going to be able to get the shots in the league? That they were able to get in college, mm. but I take it back to someone like Jalen Brunson who didn't even ball. I wouldn't even say he balled that much at Villanova the way he balls now. There are exceptions to the rule. Mm. That's why I'm impressed. Okay, all right. So speaking of, let's say the guys who were like the quote unquote shot makers, right? Because right. what you really just gave us is an education on the shot makers from from college, and then we translate to the pros. Stars you know and what? quasars. Yeah, Actual stars and factuals. Yes, yes, yeah. And, and I, I, I credit you. You know what I mean? You just showing the, the, the America I'm a, that you know you I'm did your homework. Credit. I'm and, you, and, credit. And, yeah, you might you know, need to pour a little bit more in that glass. You deserve it. Got a little. You deserve it after that one. You go twist more. Yeah, 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 man. Go ahead. We get your libation on. But what I would say is, so then that makes me think about. Uh, Phoenix. So here's a shot maker. Maybe the most talented team in the league. Here goes your shot maker for right. that ass. Give it to me. You know what? Booker came back. And I, as a, you know, a resident Laker fan, have taken great joy and pride. There's probably only two teams that I've really just enjoyed seeing their demise. It's been the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. You got your Nietzsche on it, it, the Lakers. I mean, I don't even know how we Crest, crest. But, yeah, matter of fact, this this jacket is older than me, America. I, th- I think America knows that. Yeah, no, this is... We're going back to Jerry West <laughs> with this one. But I digress. Just talking about like Booker and his... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, it <laughs> might be. Yeah, yeah. No, this might have been... The first jacket that was worn by Chick Hearn back in the day, okay? But speaking to the point, Booker. Booker came back from his injury, and I think that he was the cure-all. He all of a sudden took Phoenix from, all right, you guys look real marginal. You know, yes, you have Kevin Durant. Bradley has been hurt. You are basically, you've got uh, smoke screens and duct tape that you guys have slapped together and you're losing, and you might lose in close fashion. You might not lose by 20, but you're losing by eight and seven, six and, and 15 sometimes. And then Booker came back and Booker just said, no, motherfucker, we ain't doing this today. And then Booker's like, I'm dropping 30, I'm dropping 40, and I'm giving these assists and whoopty wop. And I'm like, man, are they going to be, now that he has been reinserted, are they going to be the team that they had been lauded to be in the preseason? So, Devin Booker, first off, let me say this. You know what I mean? The, you know, again, people don't like to give your boy credit. You know, a shrewd uh, evaluator of talent. Mm. I was on Devin Booker from the get-go at Kentucky. You know what I mean? You know, people out here in the sidelines, you know, you know, in the background. Go ahead and tell it. Will even give me credit on that one. They don't like to give me credit on much, but they're going to give me credit on that one. Go ahead. Church on the move. Devin Booker's a hog. And i tell you another thing I give credit on. Mm. The only p- player I think I've ever seen learn to play point guard who wasn't really a point guard Probably, I feel like it's Steph. 
Mm. You know, a lot of people won't hear me. Like you heard me, I'm gonna say it again. Say it with your chest. Turned himself into a point guard. Stayed in, the, stayed in college another year so he could run the one. You know, mm. gang of respect for that. You know, what I mean, only even though Draymond handles a lot of it, but I yeah, Dr- Dr- Draymond is the their playmaker. Well, but we all know that Steph can run the point. Well, Draymond allows Steph to play off the ball, but I digress. I want you want to get back to Devin. The reason sure. I brought that up is. A lot of respect for dudes who are going to come in and learn and start decide they're going to play point guard. Now, I'm not ready to say that Devin's a true point guard. I'm not saying he's that. No, no, he's he's a combo. He's a co- yeah, and he's and a combo. Let's be honest, most of the guards in the league are combos for the most part at this point. Yeah, we, very few true point guards. I don't even know if that position barely even exists that much more at this point. I mean, but hell, Isaiah was a scoring point guard, so I'm not hating on that at all. Devin Booker's a hog. A lot of heart, backs down from no one. And you give me a guard who you can't leave, you know what I mean? Now I got You cannot leave. I got to go over this pick, which means now he can get into the paint. I can't go underneath the pick. Yeah. I can't, especially with, you know, people like nowadays, which point to Steph, change the game. Now you come on, now you go underneath, you can't go underneath the pick at 25 feet nowadays mm. because that's a part of the game now, mm-hmm. right? So go underneath that pick at 25 feet, Devin will kill you. Go go on top of that pick. Real talk. Let him get into the paint. Preach it. He'll give you. A, he'll he'll kill you from the mid range. And you know, again, everybody knows. Well, y'all don't know, but everybody knows I'm not the biggest KD fan. But I got KD over here, and whenever Bradley Beal comes back on the other side, it's a problem. But here's the question: Come crunch time. Come crunch time when everybody feels like they're used to taking over. When everybody feels like they're the hog. When everybody feels like this is my time. What happens at that point? Yeah, and you know what? But that's the million dollar question, right? So Which we I can't have, answer yet. Yeah, we can't answer it. Right. However, what I think is what you, the the roadmap that you've laid out for him is accurate. He, what I like about Booker's game mm. is that he said, "I'm not going to be Steph Light." There's too much of the league right now that is just saying, "Okay, Stephen Curry is the guy who's basically going to average 40, 40 plus from three. And I'm going to destroy you from there. And then people don't pay attention to his uh, penetration Mm. and his ability to just score from all fields. So it's kind of like Booker has done the opposite. He's saying, I can hit you from three, but I'm going to make sure that I'm going to destroy you from inside the, the circle and I'm going to do it in a very efficient way and then get KD involved and all of my guys involved. But it's still the same problem. I, If that guy has the ball, chances are he's going to score. He just has agreed within his own mindset that I'm most efficient just getting it inside the circle. But guess what? I can whoop your ass out here if you leave me. I'll, I'll hit you with that three, but I'm not living out there. And I think that there's too many teams that try to copycat the success of Golden State and, and what Steph does, and they do it to their own detriment. I don't disagree. First of all, you can't copy Steph. I put Steph over here in the category. By yeah, he's a, he's a alien. I put him in the category by himself, change the game completely. You know somebody's a hog when they change the way the entire game is played. Yeah. Not, not a la Shaq, a la, a la Shaq, a la Kobe, Shaq. Jordan, right. No. You know what? And since you threw that out there, I won't even put Kobe, maybe Jordan in that. 
But let me tell you to the nature. And again, where I'm, I'm getting off topic, but we're here. So I'm going to go ahead. And go, you can go ahead. Give it to me. When you learn to play basketball, I'm going to say how much Steph changed the game. When you learn to play basketball, what you learn is somebody beat their man. He beat, if Steph is, if, if my guy's out here guarding Steph, Steph beats my man. I've been playing my entire life. What I've learned is I step in and I help. Mm-hmm. Right? Or you might have said this wrong. Let's say I'm guard Steph and this guy beats him. Steph has changed the game so much that I'd rather give a layup. I won't leave my man. I'll stay with Steph stuck over here at the mm-hmm. three-point line. Because I'm that watch terrified. Score because I'm not going to give up the yeah. three. That's an entirely different yeah, way. He's, he's changed the construct and the concept. the game. And you still see it to this day. Even now, people still have a hard time. Like, why did Steph get left? Because we are trained. You are ingrained when you play basketball to help. Mm-hmm. So the guy gets by. I got to step into the paint. Now I left this dude over here. And, and Steph is shooting it from 30 feet. You can't guard yeah, him. Yeah, as soon as he crosses half court line, you can't guard he's, him. He's ready. So to, so to take it back to Devin Booker, to take it back to Devin Booker, I don't even think Devin Booker is even really necessarily thinking about Steph. Devin Booker is doing Devin Booker. But what Devin Booker can do that Steph can't do is when I get into this mid-range, I can shoot over you a little mm. bit more. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because I'm, I'm a couple inches I, I, taller. I got a couple inches on he, He's He's, he's got that Kobe body style. I can get style. what I want. I still, and Real again, talk. and you already acknowledged this, when it's going to be tough for them is crunch time. You got three people used to having the ball in their hands at crunch time. Mm. And But that being said, these dudes are pros. I'd like to think you know, they'll, they'll figure that piece out. I just don't know if it's going to be enough to get past a true team that doesn't play my turn, your turn basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's what you don't see enough in the NBA. What you see too much of in the NBA now is my turn, your turn basketball. Now, with 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 Phoenix in the way they – in the players they have, they almost have to play my turn, your turn basketball. But a team that doesn't necessarily do, do that and why – is scary. And, and and why they won the championship is the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Right? They don't play my turn, your turn basketball. Ooh. Now you have two players who, with Phoenix, you have three players who do similar things. With Denver, you don't. You have two stars. Matter of fact, they have pieces. Yeah. They have a team. They have a team that can fit together and everybody knows their role. And you have Jamal Murray. And Say it again. Everybody knows, knows their out. role. Everybody knows their role. Jamal Murray that and, 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 and Jokic, their games naturally complement each other. Yes. It's very hard yes. to replace. It, it's, you know what? I'll say this. It's very hard to beat teams that complement, naturally complement each other. Our games naturally complement each other with your turn, my turn basketball. You're right. The last time that we saw this in the league, and I have to just say this, this, it was Kobe Shaq. So the last time you saw your turn, my turn type mm-hmm. of basketball mm-hmm. was when it was Kobe as the quote unquote penetrator and Shaq as the dominant inside presence. And then him kicking out to the Robert Ories and the Rick no. Foxes and so on and so forth. And what I, it, it, what I will say is that I seen with Denver is that they have Let's say, unbeknownst to them, they weren't trying to do this. It's just Murray was the guy, and then they have, okay, then they have a a solid power forward. They've got a solid small forward who can score and who can stretch, but it's really about Murray and Jokic and their abilities to 
complement one another in that perfect cadence. And that's to me the last time that you've actually seen that and then have it result in an actual ring. And that, well, so tell, tell me if you disagree. So I, I, I'll say this, right? I mean, and I don't know if you, look, actually, I, I feel like Shaq and Kobe is a good comparison for the fact that they're not necessarily playing my turn, your turn basketball. Shaq and Kobe played my turn, your turn in the regular season. Come playoff time, Kobe, when Shaq was there, would alter his game. You know what I'm saying? Kobe mm, would, okay. in my opinion, when, when it was time to play the right way, Kobe knew how to do that. And I feel like their team is more, I mean, you had Shaq and Kobe, whose games somewhat naturally mesh. Now, you know, and then here's the thing. Even Detroit, right, the team that beat the Lakers, that was a team that knew their roles. Now, you counter, counter that with the team. Now, here's a team I thought won, with, won a ring with my turn, your turn basketball. Maybe the only team that I think has really won a ring with my turn Okay, your give it to me. Who do you think? Miami Heat. Ah. LeBron and D-Wade. That was my turn, your turn basketball, right? And D-Wade had to understand, like, I got to take a step back. You know, I'm, I'm as hard as I am. LeBron got to do it. LeBron and then Chris Bosh had to take two steps back. So now I just got to sit here and wait for jump shots. Yeah. To me, that was more of a team. That's a successful team that played my turn, your turn basketball. Okay. I'm not sure I could think of another team that's won a championship that's done that. I'll tell you what, brother. I don't know about you, but I need a little bit of this leftover turkey to go ahead and fill in some of this drink. Yes. Yes. You know what? I think we beat the horse. I think we beat, we beat the horse to I think, death. I think, and I think guess what? And this was a great, uh, not only just talking about the week, but we just talked about some good basketball. And we gave these people a little bit of history lesson. Go ahead and YouTube some of this stuff we talked about because you know what? We got We gave you some game. Okay, and on that note, ATB! I don't know about you, I feel a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> Did you get it off your chest? I got it off. Church on the move, and we out, baby.